As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. In 2006, two forces of good for business met. These two men think and act differently. Their sole mission is to help entrepreneurs and businesses succeed. Today, this elite duo, Carl Gibbons and Carl Gould, the G-Team, have broken out of the conventional business box. So if you have a problem, and if no one else can help, you can find them right here on W4CY.com. Every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Eastern, the G-Team. It's 8am, it's Wednesday, so this must be Quit and Get Rich, the premier network radio show for aspiring, emerging and experienced entrepreneurs, experts and executives. And you've all got up, got out of bed, you've dragged a comb across your head, you've dragged a cup and you've gone downstairs and you've all joined us for the secrets of quitting what you shouldn't be doing, getting your head out of your assets and focusing on all the key activities that will make you more successful. Hi, I'm Carl Gibbons, and joining me on the other end of this piece of string in two tin cans should be... Is Carl Gould. And uh, together the IRS often refer to us as... The G-Team. Oh, the G-Team. Yes. Good morning, Mr. Gould. How are you? Good morning, Gibbons. And listen, Gibbons, I know you're a Beatles fan, but you're flat out singing the entire song now in the intro. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. It's it's all good, but you're singing the whole song. Paul, Paul, (laughs) if you you need a backing singer, Paul, just give me a call. And you're ring out. I, carry I, that way. <laughs> carry. That yeah, I, I can, I can end the, I can end the most successful career in, 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 in pop music history in, a, in one concert, mate. Just in one song, I can finish it all off for you. But don't worry, give oh. me a call, and I will be there. So I know you're on the road. Where are you, mate? What's going on? I am. I am uh, in Chicago, and um, no, man, this place... told, is that where you told your wife you'd be? 
I well, yes, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. But she's got that track my phone thing, so uh, she well, knows it before okay. I do. You know, if I get up and I walk, uh, you know, from here over to the bathroom, she's like, "We go, gotcha." <laughs> you know, technology's a great thing. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm in town for a mentorship uh, summit and uh, really excited. It's pretty cool. It's it's part of a global program where we're matching up uh, seasoned um, entrepreneurs with uh, early stage entrepreneurs and and businesses. And uh, you know, this is a training for the mentors and some of the mentees. Uh, to come to to learn how how best to be mentors using a structured methodology. So it's pretty cool, uh, very very cool. Good stuff, good stuff. And how long yeah. how long is that for? Today and tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, just today and tomorrow. So um, you know, you said it's eight a.m. It's not for me, but uh, it's seven a.m. here. But that's good. It works out perfectly because uh, uh, you know we do the show and then I then I uh, jump right into the mentorship uh, director right. duties. But, but I know you're an early riser anyway, aren't you? You're a yeah, yeah. I've been up for a couple hours already, anyway. So yeah, it's uh, it's all good. Um, but it, it, it's pretty cool. And I know you're not much of a sports fan, but the Chicago Cubs uh, last night won a baseball game in the World Series, and they they have not won the World Series in over 100 years. And yeah. Chicago is just so there, there's a game seven. It'll it's tonight. And uh, but it's in Cleveland. It's an away game, but the town is just uh, going yeah. going crazy over the possibility. A, so right, a huge buzz, a huge buzz. Yeah. Right. Okay. This is, like Les- this is like Leicester City winning the premier premiership, right? Isn't that, that uh, what? I'll take your word for it. But I know I know where you're going with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just busting. <laughs> I'll the take chops. my word for it. <laughs> I'm busting the chops. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. All you have to do is walk past a newspaper and see what I'm talking about. You don't have to be a, a sports fan for these things. Don't you? Okay, okay. I'll take your word for it. I will pause. I will pause on the uh, WSJ Sports page for, just for you for a few moments today. So anyway, kick us off. Topic of the morning. What you got? What's up? What's, oh, what's... am I am I psyched about today's topic of the morning? You know, the um, I was talking to a CEO recently about their business, and um, you know, he's he he said to me, he goes, you know, Carl, my business is bigger than I ever thought it would be. And I said, "Isn't that interesting? You've had you've had a, a straight trajectory of growth to this point, but as soon as the business hit the upper limits of your vision of the business and of yourself, all of a sudden it stopped. All of a sudden it stopped growing, and now he's stuck. I don't know what to do. I, he seems to can't make a decision. He's not sure what to do about the business itself. Should I take on more work? You know, uh, uh, seemingly he's struggling with his personal identity. He's like, well, what would this mean for me? And and you know, I'm just." You know, he calls himself just this operator, you know, this, look, I'm just an electrician who, you know, some guy who used to, uh, you know, wire, wire outlets and all that. And now, now I seem to be this CEO. He never, he never put that into his vocabulary. And so the topic of the morning, everybody, CEOs, your business cannot outgrow your vision for yourself or your vision for the business. Right. And so the trick here, Gibbons, is and all the CEOs listening out there is when it comes to goal setting, you never actually want to achieve the goal. Okay, so let me explain. If you achieve a goal, like if you're running and you get to the finish line, what do you what do you tend to do at the finish line? You stop. Stop. Right. 
So when you achieve a goal, you tend to stop. All of your momentum, all your inertia, all your progress tends to stop. And so what they teach you in running, if, you, if anyone's ever done any long-distance running, is they say, pick a point far, in the, far into the distance and run towards it. A stop sign, a car, a tree, a runner in front of you, whatever. But as you approach that, that, that spot, that sign, let's call it a stop sign, you don't run into the stop sign. As you get close to the stop sign, you automatically – and before you get there, you pick something further in the distance. So you never actually attain the goal in front of you. As you get close to it, you set the next goal. Okay? It's just constantly – it's just – in essence, just keep pushing yourself. That- well, you keep pushing yourself, but you always have something in the distance. Yes. So it's the carrot and the stick idea. Right. But you, you know, and look, I, I, you know, any time if you've ever done a walk or a run, and you say, "Hey, we're going to go up to this corner, then we're going to turn and go to that corner, then we're going to turn and go to this corner, then we're going to finish the circle and come home." When you get to the first corner, you know, you're automatically thinking, "Oh, let's go to that next corner." So if you're f- what they call future pacing, if you are, if there's always something out there in the future for you that you can move towards then you will maintain momentum. What this CEO did was he thought this big goal for his business was the destination. And so when he arrived, he's looking around going, well, now what? What do I do with myself? What do I do with my business? Yeah. So, Of course, if if he slowed down, so is is the rest of his team. Of course. They're all looking around saying, I guess we're done. Yeah. So the whole whole juggernaut comes comes to a complete standstill. Exactly. So, so, you know, when a lot, you know, look, a lot of people tune into our show because initially they're stuck or they're, they're, they think they might be getting stuck. So they say, let me tune in to quit and get rich and let me learn, let me learn some key distinctions here to get out of where I'm at. So we know a lot of our listeners are going through this and that's why they dial in for the first time. So, so for those of you that are listening and, and you're dealing with this, part of the problem is, is you're not setting your next goal early enough. You want to, before you achieve your goal, set the next one. And then as you pass your initial goal, celebrate, but keep on going, right? And that's, and that's how you'll make sure you'll stay out of that rut. Sounds like a plan, man. Sounds like a plan. So that's it, our topic of the morning. A quick shout out. And when we get back, we'll have a bit of a hypergrowth daily. And uh, we have a guest joining us today, Bill Burnett, Executive Director of Storytellers Creative Arts. He'll be joining us later. And of course, no show would be complete without our fix-its and today we're going to be messing with the head of francine from new york steam from pennsylvania or pennsylvania as it's supposed to be called on william from kansas yeehaw okay right. so that's it what a fun fact action packed fun field show we've got going on so can't get enough of the g team you can catch this show again together with all our others 24 7 365 just visit the website gteamradio.com uh, or our station on iHeart. Those guys love us over there, and we love them. And, of course, we have two two sites over on iHeart. We have the Quit and Get Rich, and, of course, now we have the Fix It in Five blog. So all the Fix It in Five fans, you can go and um, replay those to your heart's content. And we want you to connect with us, join the tribe, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the usual stuff. Just get the tribe bigger and bigger. Let us know what you think. Uh, do you like the articles? Do you like our guests? Tell us, call us, 561-623-9429, 561-623-9429, or you can email Gibbons or Gould at G-Team Radio. So, Mr. Gould, Hypergrowth Daily, what's, what's the hot news there? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. The um, great article, um, a great article about signs that you're about to grow. And, and um, you know, we pulled this right off of Hyper Growth Daily. For those of you that are subscribers, you know, you get this paper every morning in your inbox. And it's a great way to, and we aggregate Hyper Growth um, articles and news for you. So uh, this one's by Melinda Emerson and uh, and her blog. It's a really nice article. And, you know, it's... Um, you know, it's interesting. We we have listeners come on the show and talk about how do they deal with growth or what's the major decision and the fix it in fives are all about this. But this was a nice little – this was a, a refreshing um, article that, you know, shares what some of the triggers of growth are or what, or what you should be expecting, <laughs> you know, uh, growth to come your way because of these activities. So, so here's a couple quickies and then I know we're going to move on to our uh, interview but – uh, here's a couple. One, you just got major media play, right? So you just got written up or you did an, an expert interview and all of a sudden more eyes are on you than were before. Uh, so you should expect some some uh, additional inquiries. So be ready for them. Online advertising is paying off. That's kind of like getting media play, but it's paid Right. Paid to play, you've, right? You've, pa- you've paid for your space, yeah. Yeah, again, but more eyes are on you. And right. you, you <clears throat> more eyes are on you. So hopefully if you're putting together PR and marketing campaigns, you are also preparing for dealing with the leads through your sales process. We've had a couple of fix-its to that, right, if you recall. Right. Well, my marketing company told me I'm going to grow. What's going on? Right, well, you weren't ready for the leads. So you want to be ready for those leads. Number three, here's here I think – three and four I think are probably – Better indicators that you're not only ready for growth, but that you, you you're dialed into your customer base well. Number three is you've increased your prices and your sales have risen. Hmm. And you say, well, wait a minute. How does that how does that dial me into my customers better? Well, when you raise your prices, um, uh, typically speaking, what you're also what typically speaking, what you're doing is you're adding value to the intangibles of your business. Maybe maybe in, in something normally costs you know five dollars, but you you jumped it to seven, and um, and people are buying more, and you know they're. Part of the reason they're buying is because you're responsive or you're nice people or, you know, you give money to the community or whatever. But they like how you do what you do and why you do what you do. So that's a good sign that you've dialed into those two. And number four, people are begging for your expert advice. So people are – you know, like us, Gibbons, we have people joining our LinkedIn group, our Facebook yeah. group. We have people that come on listening. So if they're, if they're asking for your expert advice – Look, everybody has expert advice, but it's a sign that you are promoting it well, that you're talking, you know, that your comments are relevant and you're speaking to the right audience and the audience is listening. So three and four are a really good indicator that your message and your ideal client avatar and what you're saying to them in the way, in the timeliness that you're saying it to them is a good indicator that you're on track. You're 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 that you like I said, you're dialed into your customer base. So I thought this was a refreshing article. No, I think it's really good. I think it, I think it's really and the, the, there's a there's like a, a, a cord that runs through all of them. It's like a trigger. One will trigger the next. One will trigger the next. They're all inextricably linked, without without any shadow of a doubt. And it's probably part of your integral marketing plan anyway. So you can literally measure it. You can see where it's starting to gain traction for you. And they won't necessarily come in just because Google listed them once or four, everybody. They won't necessarily come in that order. Um, but they're, they're signs that you should watch out for. And, and certainly, uh, for me, uh, three and four 
are 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 huge. If people, if you are not getting any price resistance um, at all, just because of the way you you operate and the way you present, and as Gaul said, your why, that is just a huge sign that you are hitting a home run. Absolutely, and, right. And, and 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 conversely, people for those <laughs> that I, I I sense it. Gibbons, I've got I've got Scooby Doo ears. I can hear it, even though I can't be in the same room with them. They're thinking, wait a minute, if I keep my I, I, I keep my prices the same, or I try to keep my prices as low as possible because I don't want to alienate my customers. But remember the Joseph A. Bank story, yeah. where you oh, know, yeah. oh, it still lights me up to, to this day. You know, Joseph A. Bank, you know, buy my thousand dollar suit because we have the best of the best, and you're an executive, and we only, you know, and and we're building a brand. And then the second they got in trouble, rather than going to their customers and saying, "Hey guys, we're gonna have to raise prices a little bit, but we're gonna maintain the quality of our brand and our community," what did they do? They started discounting. Where you 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 buy a thousand dollar suit, you get three free. So essentially, yeah. essentially, they cut their price by seventy five percent. And, and yeah. guess what? That makes me think. That makes me think you've been overcharging me in for me, a long yeah. time, yeah. and that pissed me off to no end. Right. Because you know, I bought into the brand, I bought into the message, and then you lied to all of us, and so you you know you broke your promise, right? Yep. And so and so pricing. Pricing is an in, is very important. It sends a strong message, so we want to make sure that we keep sending that message. It absolutely does. And I'll give you another flip one if you want to uh, just get your uh, your water boiling to get you off to a good start to the day. I was listening to somebody the other day making a presentation who told the entire audience that um, we've been getting this price since two thousand and eight. And it doesn't matter what the price was. And at the end of the presentation, I said to the person, but actually, in 2008, that was a great price. It was. And you were, you were, you were just killing it. But if you go from 2008 to 2016, that's just been eroded over the years, actually. So it's not such a great price now. It's almost the reverse of the... Uh, of the, uh, uh, the 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 bank's story, and this person said, "Hmm, yeah, uh. and 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 not not actually thought of it in in terms of erosion, inflation." And I just said to them, "You know, the last time you went to the to the supermarket, how often is the price of bread the same, or how often is the price of milk the same, or gas? You know, it's not the same as it was in two thousand and eight. So it might have been a great right. story. It might have been a great story then." But it's not such a good story now. But anyway, that's for another day. So we'll have a quick break, a few shout-outs, and when we get back, joining us, hopefully, will be Bill Barnett, Executive Director of Storytellers and Creative Arts. Does that sound like a plan, Mr. Gould? Oh, I like it, like it, like it. Okay, don't forget, can't get enough of the G-Team. Catch the show again together with all our others. Just go to gteamradio.com, which is in the middle of a major facelift, I want to tell you. Um, It should be complete by the end of this week, early part of next week. But believe me, when it is ready, the world will know. So are you ready, world, for a brand new GTM Radio website? Because it's looking good. Um, So that's how you connect with us. Uh, Join the tribe, Facebook, LinkedIn. We want you to love us, like us, all that stuff. We want to know what you think about the program. We want to know what you think about the guests. We want to know what you think about Hypergrowth Daily and Topic of the Morning. And there's only one way you're going to do that, and that's by telling us. And you can email Gibbons or Gould at gteamradio.com. We want you to keep those fixits coming in, more of those later. You can email your challenge to fixitin5 at gteamradio.com. So, 
Storytellers Creative Arts is an organisation born out of the conviction that the arts and the media can make a positive impact in culture. Can it? Does it? Is there, an, uh, is there a message there for entrepreneurs? Is there a message there for Bo, the business owner entrepreneur? We're about to find out because hopefully joining us on the other end of the phone is Bill Barnett, the Executive Director of Storytellers Creative Arts. Bill, are you there? I am, and thank you for having me on this morning. You're welcome. Bill, for the benefit of our one listener, because I'm assured by all the statisticians that we do have one listener, um, give us the quick 10,000-foot view of Storytellers. How did it come about, and what's it all about? Well, Storytellers actually evolved from an original idea of getting together with moms and dads and children to talk about how we can use the media wisely. That actually started in 1991. I'm originally from New York City, and that was around the time when the Harry Potter series came out in South Park and some other different um, things in the media that were um, uh, pointed at our children and families. And so the, the... the idea was to get together and have small groups just to talk about how we can use the media wisely. And over time, it evolved into the arts, um, where we brought together writers and dancers and painters and other types of media people, mainly to encourage them as culture changers um, who were out there on, on, the, on the front lines using their creative gifts um, to um, also help us to use the media wisely for positive reasons and for positive impact. And so over the years, it has evolved. And um, the reason why we call it Storytellers now, actually the original name was Media media Fusion Culture, because we were really um, in the midst of the culture wars. And um, I, am, I am actually uh, an, an, an artist, um, as I said, born in New York City. And I was born from a born in a single-parent home, but art has always been and was always an escape for me. I always found it to be um, a a healing for me at the time of all my struggles growing up. And and as I grew up and went to art school and and continued my my craft, um, I was always... um, stunned by the pain and the things that the artist goes through even in their creative process and so being that I am one and I always found art as a good as an escape for me I always had a burden for the creative soul and how we can not only um, restore and heal them but also find ways that they can connect and they can also give back to the community and that they could use their art or their media or their music for positive reasons and so um, and also to impact culture in, in, in positive ways and so years later from 1991 all these years later I'm, I'm I'm still even more passionate about the heart of the artist and also am empowering them to make an impact in culture and so I'm living down here in, in Florida now uh, we, we've been here for for um, 14 years, and um, the organization has taken on different forms. And so basically our vision is transforming lives through the arts. I see. You know, Bill, that's fascinating. And one of the things you mentioned before is that you use the media, um, essentially use the media for good. What, how, what specifically um, do you mean by that? And um, And how specifically are you using the media? Because that's a 
that's a, uh, a, a you, getting PR and using the media is something that our listeners are very keen to learn how to do more effectively. So, how are you guys doing it? Well, basically, um, I guess first of all, I'll, I'll just say that um, as far as using it for the good, um, as as I said a few minutes ago. Um, our our main objective is working with the artists or with the person in, in in the media because they are on the front lines and we know that um, you know the the power of media the power of storytelling is is so powerful and it's so Im- impactful to the community and so um, one of the main areas that we are doing this right now and this is this is kind of um, kind of grown over the past year and a half is as far as using the media and arts for good, we are um, working with men, women, children, and youth who are dealing with trauma and recovery issues also that are homeless and underprivileged by um, um, mobilizing teams of local artists and musicians and other creatives who are going into places like St. Matthew's House, the David Lawrence Center. Uh, We're going to be doing some arts mentoring projects with youth and others that have talent but just don't have the funds to go to the art schools. And um, we're very grateful to have the opportunity to um, do art therapy and arts outreach with all the St. Matthew's House shelters, including uh, the Immokalee Friendship House and um, the Crossroads Recovery Program at the David Lawrence Center. I would say that the outreach component is probably at the top of what we're doing right now, and we are seeing lives change. We're seeing um, uh, uh, people healed and restored, and and actually what we're doing, from what I can see over the past year, is we are using the key of the arts to unlock um, areas in the lives of these people and, and to bring light in, into their darkness. Oh, and, that's, that's um, amazing. Yeah. What um, and, who who's mm-hmm. the most likely person to come through your program? Is it more adults? Is it more kids? Is it boys? Is it girls? Is there is there uh, is there a profile or a generality of the type of person that tends to come through your programs? No, um, and that's a very good uh, question because when we say you know when I tell somebody you know I'm bringing a bunch of volunteer artists and we're going up to St. Matthew's house the first thing they would think is oh this is a drug recovery thing and you know that's the first thing that is um that comes to a person's mind but we serve we serve people that have that have had or that are having some very hard times in their lives whether it be for those reasons or or others and I would say As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, from from the past year and a half that we've been doing this, we've we've been working across the board with children, youth, mothers, fathers, single men, single women, um, I would say it's across the board. And the arts mentoring project that we're going to be, we'll, we'll be starting soon in partnership with the Naples Art Association is going to be a, a program that is going to reach middle schoolers, high schoolers, college students, any, anyone in the, in the community who has, has a passion for the arts, who wants to further that art, but also has a story. Um, um, sure. And, 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 and so I would say that there is no limit to the type of person or the type of community. We just want to go into the life of the person, and we want to um, be that uh, light, that that will lift them and, and even cause them to go back to the arts. And there, there are several people that I've met that used to be recording artists or that used to be famous writers or notable people in the community that have just lost their way. So right. I, I see what we do as we, we are keys on unlocking uh, the creative boxes of, of several people. Yeah, and, and and there's plenty of research out there that shows how um, engaging in the arts uh, and performing has many healing effects as well as uh, as well as it assists in learning and cognitive abilities. I mean, there's so many good things that can happen. Um, what is what is um, uh, you know so the so the listener can get an understanding of the great work that you're doing and what you are actually healing. What is uh, what is a common challenge that people have or where where are they stuck when they first meet you and and what are you helping them release or what are you helping free them from or tap into well i'm going to answer that question with a real short story um which i i think will answer that um one of the things that we do find is you know when they meet me or they meet my team for the first time there's a trust issue um, I think a lot of people are are judged I think there's also shame and a whole lot of other different things and one of the um, there there are two projects that I do when I go in to when I meet people and one of them is painting a self-portrait of yourself how do you see yourself and then the other one is a music therapy project where I play five different types of music country jazz and so forth and they have to create something based on the inspiration of what they're hearing they have to draw something and there was one person that I met I haven't seen them for a long time and I'll just call this person S that's the name that they that 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 they go by, um, and she was actually painting her portrait. There was a room filled with people, and several of them were were struggling. And one of the hard part about it is, you know, when you go in and give someone a paintbrush, you know, the left and the right side of the brain um, has to be used when you're doing a project like that, and so, and it's a struggle for some people who have had 
some some issues in their um, in their in their lives. So the initial reaction is, I don't want to do this. You know, why are you here? You know, we don't trust you in that sort of a thing. But you know, when I get that kind of re- response, it just intrigues me and encourages me to keep going and and to keep you know trying to find ways to help. So we had this um, this this project, and S was sitting, and she's you know painting, and I walked around, and I noticed that she was doing really good with her colors and her shades, and 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 she was really taking this project seriously. And when when the session was over, every, everyone you know they showed their art, and she came to me, and she shook her hand in my face, and she said, "These are the wrong brushes. You should have brought this type of type of paint, or you should have brought this." Now this is this is a person that's been in this shelter for like 120 days. I don't really know everything about her, but when she reprimanded right. when she reprimanded me, it felt great because I thought, "Wow, this woman must have been an artist at some time." You know, weeks before we did this portrait, you know, she she came in, she had her head down, and she was broken, and she was pretty much down. But something happened when she put the paint. She put the paint to the brush and to the canvas, and when she reprimanded me, it made me feel great because I thought, this lady is before my eyes. She's a totally different person, and and so right. she kind of recaptured. She kind of recaptured her edge, if you will, and and, and came back at you. Um, oh yeah. Interesting, interesting. So uh, we have to wrap up in just a minute, but for you know, as this is a business show, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask what your business model is. So, how does the center make money, generate money? What's its what's its business model? Well, um, we're actually you know we've been doing this for a long time, and I I would say. <laughs> I would say that first of all, we're a nonprofit org- organization, so our business plan, of course, would be different than a regular for-profit organization. Um, so most of mostly what mostly what we do is, of course, we seek grant funding, and we're also trying to find ways that as we continue to grow, and we're not just going to be working in the recovery circles, but we want to continue, you know, building a, a strong base of working with youth and with children and, and some educational aspects. So a lot of our conferences and educational experiences that we're offering to the, to the community will, will be, and, and what we plan to be, would be a source of income for us. Um, but we're, you know, and I'm, I'm, I also want to, want to say, as I was listening to you talk before I came on, I wrote down several notes of what you said about the future pacing and, um, and achieving goals and, and that sort of a thing, which is very helpful for me. So we, I would say we're in the beginning stages of developing a, str- a strategic plan as to how we can serve the community, but at the same time build, build uh, the organization where we can sustain ourselves on, on a financial level. That's great. So how can somebody, if somebody's, I'm sure there's listeners that are inspired by what you're saying and the work that you're doing is great, um, and we'd love to see it continue. So how can somebody make a donation or uh, somehow contribute to what you're doing? How, how do they reach you? They can reach us by uh, going to our website, um, to storytellerscreativearts.org. And I would love to have a conversation and talk with them also further and share more of our vision. They can call 239-591-6649. And I would be more than, more than happy to talk further and share more about what we are doing. We are 
hoping to expand as far as we possibly can with the goal in mind of using the arts to make a positive impact in culture. That's great, Bill. Give them that number just one more time, Bill. Okay, that number is 239-591-6649, and that's the Storytellers' Offices. Bill, great. Thanks for taking the time to be with us this morning. We've enjoyed hearing your story, and we've enjoyed hearing all about Storytellers. So that was it. Uh, Bill Bonnet, Executive Director of Storytellers Creative Arts, thanks for joining us and keep in touch. And let us know how things progress down there and um, the way things are, the way the arts are impacting Southwest Florida. Definitely. And thank you so much, both, both of you, for having me on. It's our, oh, it's thanks our for coming. You know, what I, what I liked about that, Gibbons, is, you you know, um, everyone expresses themselves differently, you know, and, and you know, people, you, you and I have been in business so long, we forget that it is a bit of an art as well. Everybody has an artist within them in some form. Some, for some, it's a paintbrush, some it's a pen, some it's a gun, some it's a, you know, some it's a knife in the, in the kitchen, you know, everybody has their version, you know, and, um, and you know, it's nice to see that. There, you know, that he, Bill and his program is out there because it sounds like it helps them reconnect to maybe their form of expression, maybe their form of genius, maybe their form of uh, uh, their form of expertise, and it kind of gets them back, gets helps them get their edge back. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty inspiring. Absolutely, and, and actually, I think if you think about our show, I don't think we've over the last four years, I don't think we've ever done a show where somewhere in there we haven't touched on. I don't know the Beatles, Rolling Stones, rock and roll. There's there's not been some reference to the arts, to music, to something. Yeah, um, no question. No it just, question. It, run, it runs through everything. Anyway, good stuff. Interesting hearing what Bill had to say, and uh, we will keep tabs on what he's uh, what he's all about and what's going on there in the future. Quick shout out, and then it's you know what, fix it in five. So. You know what to do. If you want to hear this show again or any of our other shows, you just go to gteamradio.com. And we want you to join the tribe on LinkedIn and Facebook. Share it with all your friends. Bring them all along. Tell them all about how good the G Team Radio is every Wednesday morning. And, of course, we'd love it if you liked us. Five, four, three, two, one. Fix it and fives go. Fix It in Five is go for Francine from New York, Steve from Pennsylvania, and William from Kansas. So, um, I'm taking this out today, so uh, I'll go with, uh, I don't know, let's start off, anyway. Uh, Just give me the first one. I'll give you the first one, that's it. (laughs) Is that easy enough? Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) Look, look, all right, you know, come on. Anyway, Francine from New York says, G-Team. I own a restaurant that I want to franchise. When do I know that it's the right time to franchise? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 Never. <laughs> you never know when it's right. Uh, uh, uh. All right, no, okay. Uh, so, Francine, so, look, every uh, – Franchising is like the I Ching. It's like the holy grail. Every, every owner at some point says, man, I want to franchise my business because – you know, you read about these things, and and restaurants are probably the, um, you know, uh, you know, are probably the most common 
business that is franchised. So, you know, you're right to be thinking that for sure. But so let's get into a few of the nuts and bolts, though, Francine. Um, you know, you know, you're a redneck when, you know, as Jeff Foxworthy would say, um, when you're looking at franchising, you know, let's assume for a second that franchising is the way to go for you, right? So if you only have one one restaurant, I, I would feel much comfortable if you had opened up a second franchise, a second restaurant corporately so you can prove you can run one without you standing in it. Um, so uh, but be that as it may, if you um, if you want to um, if you want to know that it's right to franchise um, every every company, Gibbons, I'm sure you've re- experienced the same. Every company yeah. we've looked at for franchising, we have had to simplify them a little bit. Yeah. So here are the few things that you want to at least put in mind before you think you're, you're going to franchise. One, simplify your mem- me- menu. On the cash side, have six months operating expenses liquid, right? And if you have everything in your business branded, everything that you could possibly put your brand on, um, you know, of all paper goods, of all paper that sort of thing, then, you know, that's one other step. On the checklist also is, do you have signature dishes that you have named, you know, um, and you have your intellectual property? Do you have your a signature condiment or beverage? Um, you know, if you have some of those things, then you have some of the elements. This is obviously a much bigger conversation, but, um, you know, if, if you have already gone down that track, then you are probably close to, if not ready to start franchising. Gibbons? Uh, yes, Francine, you can add to that list. Can you teach your concept in six weeks or less? Is it transferable, i.e. it might work in New York, but is it going to work down here in Southwest Florida, or is it going to work in Michigan or in the Pacific Northwest, whatever? You need to understand that it's translatable. And um, one last thing is you need to know right from the get-go that franchising is an expensive route to market initially. So unless you've got a quarter of a million dollars minimum, then I would take a deep breath and maybe, as Gord says, open several other other uh, units. Interestingly, opening two or three additional units just goes to prove the concept. I'm going to share a quick story. We haven't got long today, uh, but our friend uh, Paul Schmigal from Fire and Rice, uh, Paul's uh, now on his fourth or fifth franchise, and he opened one in Lansing, Michigan, which couldn't be a, com- a more, I mean, a complete 180 demographic from, from down here in southwest Florida. Everything... And we all sat there like, well, this is the real litmus test. And uh, Lansing, Michigan is outperforming, is outperforming uh, Southwest Florida on every metric there is possible. So that's a, it's a terrific sign that it's good to go. So, uh, Francine, you ought to take a leaf out of that book. And uh, um, uh, th- there are some past episodes of, um, of GT Radio, and I will ping them to you uh, where we've interviewed Paul and you can listen to what he has to say and um, some of the challenges that he's had so that's it that's all I've got to but take your time Francine take your time in essence all right Mr Gould um, what you got for me all right so here we go Steve from Pennsylvania I have a seasonal I have a seasonal shop that closes for about five months out of the year yeah it's called a coal mine 
<laughs> All right, I'm back. All right, I do <laughs> I do good volume while in season, ski and snowboard shop, but we will close the doors during the off season. I buy my inventory in bulk and I do get good pricing. Do I do an end of the year sale to purge the inventory or should I hold on to it for the next season? You know, that sounds really that's a good that's a really good question. This is a really this is a really interesting one because I can see the dilemma. What would you say to that, Gibbons? Um, I, I, my, every alarm bell in my entire body went off when I heard inventory because, as we all know, ready one, two, three, inventory is what evil. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's dead money. It's just dead money, and it's going to be sitting on your shelf for another five months until it regenerates itself. And what happens if when it regenerates itself or season comes round again, it's the wrong inventory, you know? Um, I, my big pet peeve, every day you walk into a shop, and I've had 300 of them, you can walk into a shop and you look at your dogs, you look at your disasters every day because your best sellers are gone. So I, I'm, I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous about that, Steve. But interestingly, I, I, I'm actually going to say to Steve, you couldn't have timed this fix it a little bit better because like I suggested to Francine goes and listens to Paul, we have a guest on uh, next week's show that's addressed the exact issue that Steve is uh, asking for help now. Do you remember our uh, friend Andy Williams up at Galena on the fly, the hot air balloon company? Absolutely, well, yeah. Right. Well, Andy and his wife, uh, uh, Caitlin, they're going to be joining us next week because they have a seasonal business because he flies during the summer, okay? But he's completely dead during the winter because people don't want to fly and the flying days are curtailed basically due to the bad weather. So not only has he opened another business, but he's opened another business in Arizona. Now, remember Galena, Illinois? He's brought a trail ride business in um arizona so they're going to be on the show next week and they're going to be talking about the challenges of a seasonality business they're going to be talking about the challenges of how you deal with a business in other areas so steve from pennsylvania i would make sure you tune in next week to talk to that uh to 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 hear what they have to say about that because i think they're going to have some great things to share with you um so um that's what i have to that's my best advice i've got for steve at the moment it really is well, I mean, I, I look, I agree with what you're saying. And, and when, when somebody says to me, hey, I bought a whole bunch of stuff because I got a great deal on it, I would also um, ask you, uh, Steve, to look at what your carrying costs are because yeah. you might, you might, you know, while you're, while you, you might even have bought all of your best stuff and you might have said, well, listen, if I buy all my best sellers in bulk, I save money. But while you've spent the money on that inventory, you haven't spent it on other things. And you also – so that cash cannot be deployed to do anything else. And, um, uh, and um, you know, you, the interest you might pay or the square footage in your warehouse that you might occupy by carrying it might eat up all of the savings. So, you know, I would just be careful. I, like yeah. Gibbons, when I, when I hear, you know, Dell and these other companies have gone to just-in-time inventory for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've analyzed this to death and they, they don't buy a whole bunch of components a year in advance and have them sit around. They just don't do it. Um, and, and there's a reason and why. St and Steve, think this. You got offered it as a deal for a reason. You yeah. know, <laughs> the other Something. guy didn't want to buy it. They couldn't sell it. It was a deal for a reason. There's always a yeah. reason. You know, I, I don't care. It, it might be a great deal, but it was a deal for a reason. So think about that as well. Anyway. 
Steve's had his had his five minutes of fame and glory, and we hope we fixed it for him. We've certainly given him a lot to think about, and hopefully we've got another. We're assured of one more listener next week. <laughs> Absolutely, right. bring, bring on Mr. William. <laughs> William from Kansas says. Uh, I'm growing, and it's hard to tell when I should hire new employees. When is the time right? What's it, what is it with everybody? Does everybody want to know about timing? And how will I know when I can afford them? You know, that's look, I, what I like about William is he's actually asking the right question at the right time. Right time. So, yeah. you know, right. So it's not like, hey, I hired a whole bunch of people, and now I'm out of cash. What did I do wrong? Uh, you know what I mean? Um, so... So the couple things too. So first off, very glad you're growing, William. That's the super. Um, and there are a couple of KPIs that you can do. And we're on a, we're on a short leash right now, so I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, you what you do is you take your overall revenue and then you d- divide it by how many employees do you have, and then that's called revenue per employee, and that's what they call a key performance indicator. And the average corporate business gets about $250,000 per employee per year, okay? That would be a good indicator if, you, if you're a systematized business. If you're an entrepreneurial company, unfortunately, un, uh, entrepreneurial companies are not as efficient. They get about $100,000 of revenue per employee on average, Obviously, like a tech business gets more per employee than a service business, but you, you, those are good benchmarks, okay? So you have to see, first off, if you're getting under $100,000 per employee, you got to look at being more efficient. But if let's assume you're, over 100, you're at 100000 or, or a little bit over. So the way that it works is when you um, – if you have 500000 in revenue and you have five employees, when you get to 600000 you're ready for your next employee. And then as you get bigger, it should go every 100,000 you hire somebody, then every 125,000, every 150, and you'll, and you'll find what your, the right balance is of amount of revenue you're doing, you know, size of business, and the number of employees. Conversely, if you have six employees and you're doing 600,000 and then the next year you go to 400,000, guess what? You're, you're dropping two employees. Yeah. Okay. So you've got to find you've you've got to find out. Um, you know, if if the revenue number goes too high, that means you have to staff up. When it goes too low, you have too many employees. So that's a good place to start. There are other KPIs, but this is probably a good place to start because the math that it makes you do will help you understand your business a little bit better, and you'll you'll start to realize what some of the trends of your business are. And this KPI is like a little treasure hunt, and it will lead you to some of the other numbers you'll need to know. I think you hit the nail right on the head, Mr. Gould. I have nothing further to add uh, to William. I think you, you, you got it dead on. So uh, that's it. Another, another yeah. fix it in five in the bag and done. So William from Kansas, Steve from Pennsylvania, Francine from New York, we hope we've helped you. As always, please um, let us know how you get on because we're always interested and we want to follow up. For the rest of you out there, if you've been inspired or motivated to keep the, uh, the want to challenge Gibbons and Gould, the G team, keep those fix-its coming in. Just email us your challenge. We've even given you your own email address. Go to fixitin5, F-I-X-I-T-I-N, and then the number 5, at gteamradio.com 
we don't want business plans. We don't need a State of the Union speech. We just need a brief paragraph exactly like you just heard this morning. We don't edit them. We just pull them straight out the bag and read them out. Send us your challenge in and uh, we'll get you on the show. And hopefully we can fix it for you in five. So that's it. We're nearly at the end of the show. Um, I've got a, a quick commentary that I want to get off my chest and have a, little, a bit of a say. And uh, then that's it. It's everybody off to work. So here we go. AT&T and Time Warner are looking to merge and become the biggest media company in the world. But business, bigger isn't always better. And surely our experience with AOL Time Warner proved that once before. Haven't we learned our lessons? I often say any company can franchise, but not every company should franchise. And any company can merge, but not every company should merge. And I think this is one of those times that they should not merge. Where's the upside to the consumer, to the, to the customer? I, I can't see one. Monopoly is a good, fun board game, and that's where it should stay. Because monopolies in business often do not feed the competitive landscape for business and do not work in the consumer or the customer's best interest. And um, I don't think we should lose sight of that. So um, it might be great for the shareholders, but it's not going to be great for the consumer. So that was my quick commentary for today, and uh, I hope that rattled a few cages. So that's it. Another 50 minutes of business banter and badinage out the way. Everybody's got to get behind their desk. We hope we've got you all revved up and going. Gould's got to get off and go and mentor and inspire some entrepreneurs in Chicago. Plus, go and watch a, a baseball game. Somebody will have to talk to me about that one day. Anyway, that's it. Uh, don't forget to catch the show. <laughs> Shut up. Don't forget to catch the show. Sunday it's morning. called the World Series. Is Dude, it? The, wor up. the World Series that's only played in America. That's another. That's a topic for another day. Don't forget you can catch this show again on Sunday morning over your cup of coffee, 9 a.m. on W4CY, and you can listen to it anytime you want on iHeartRadio. So this is Gibbons and Gould, the G Team, wishing you a safe week, a happy week, but most importantly, a profitable week. And with that... We are out. In 2006, two forces of good for business met. These two men think and act differently. Their sole mission is to help entrepreneurs and businesses succeed. Today, this elite duo, Carl Gibbons and Carl Gould, the G-Team, have broken out of the conventional business box. So if you have a problem, and if no one else can help, you can find them right here on W4CY.com. Every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Eastern, the G-Team. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.